this next uh assignment is like learning nine pages which you know what I don't think I've ever done this fast before like nine pages sure but like how long do I have to rehearse it but so like, nine not- pages and like it's days, I'm assuming basically. oh my god it, it's not like a monologue is it like you have no it's a you're scene. working on something a scene oh, okay. yeah yeah and we're required wow. to meet up with a classmate's rehearse. So I have to plan that into my week. I'm like nervous, but like really excited. Like he's no bullshit, which I love. So the many teacher. acting teachers are just bullshit. They're just bullshit. They, their, their coaching is direction or their coaching is to make them feel better about themselves or their coaching is obsolete because they haven't worked in the industry in 20 years. Like, ugh, I have such a hard time finding, like, an acting teacher that, like, gets it, you know? And it's because, like, the ones that get it are working. Yeah, they're too busy to teach. Yeah. What did uh, you guys go through in the first one, the first uh, workshop? Uh, so first class, we started off basically with a cold read. We had like 15, 20 minutes to memorize a monologue that they assigned us. Uh, then we performed it for class. He gave us notes. Um, he taught us a little bit of like his teaching method and like giving us a bunch of quotes and like being like, I went to the same school as Meryl Streep. Like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, and then, he, and then we did our scenes again. And then he would be like, okay, if we did it one more time, this is what I would do. Like, that kind of thing. And then we took a break. And then we came back with our memorized scenes um, that they sent us, like, Wednesday or Tuesday last week. Um, so, man, I'm so glad I had mine memorized. Memorizing is not hard for me, I've learned, but it's time consuming and it's a commitment. Like, it's like put the phone away, turn things on silent, don't turn the TV on. Like, this is your time to memorize. And that in and of itself seems really boring and it can be. But if you're not memorized, man, you can't act because what you going to (laughs) say? Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you have like ways... Like, I feel like people have different ways to memorize, but like, if you have to memorize something that quickly, like, what do you do? I mean, if you're learning, like, within 15, 20 minutes, you just say it a bunch. Um, some things that I, like, there are, if I'm, like, memorizing it for, like, if I have a few days, um, like, the one that I did for the prepared scene, um, I basically would, like, read it over a couple times, let it marinate try and think of what the script was over a few days, like try and see how much I actually memorized in my head or out loud or whatever. Um, and then return to it and then basically write 
like what the subtext is that they're saying. Like they they're saying this, but this is what that means, and this is the intention behind it. So that way you kind of like know why you're saying it, so you know what the response is. So it's like if you're lost, like if you at least kind of know the feeling of what you're supposed to say or kind of like the intention behind it, it can help you remember the words. Um, so that's another thing. Um, and then, and then when it comes down to like, okay, the actual like memorization, like that part is like kind of just like feeling it, letting it ingrain in you. And then like the memorization part, um, I find when you're doing something at the exact same time, um, like washing dishes, playing a game with your hands, like when you're like, when you have like some sort of like movement, um, I feel like that really helps kind of. I don't know, like ingrain it deeper into your memory. Um, so you're washing dishes and you're saying it over and over and over and over and over again. Like start small, say the first like two or three lines that you remember and then expand as you had like nailed that part down. Um, and then another thing, this is something new uh, with my weird brain, but I'll turn it into a song, like literally. <laughs> like I'll take the whole script and I'll turn it into a song. So that way I can kind of like sing sing a song to myself, which is much less boring than like rehearsing lines. So I'll like sing the song to myself, which is just the lines from the script. And then at that point, it's like memorized, memorized. And then I can just say it from memory. That's so wicked. I love that. Like, What a process, I, right? I mean, honestly, I was like, okay, so like, do you just repeat it? Well, like that's the basics. But like, yeah, like moving, keeping your hands busy putting like I don't know if they're like like verbal cues but like getting a sense of why you're saying something so you could like link it to a memory or like a feeling or like what the scene is yeah that's that's so smart and I asked you because I struggled with my degree to be like I have to remember all this stuff like so many facts I was like write it out write it out write it out write it out and I would literally take it to the treadmill and I would just be like blah 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 yeah like reading facts like do other people do this okay uh actually I feel like I've discovered that I have like a very specifically good memory like overall I'm like I text you the other day I'm like I have no idea like a bad memory bad memory um but there are specific ways that I know how to remember things um and one way that I learned especially for school is if you're teaching somebody something your brain is like wired to learn it better and faster and it understand like the purpose behind it so when I was in school I would teach my dogs basically like the stuff that I wanted to learn I would confidently confidently talk to my dogs like this is this and this is why this this is way you know like stuff like that but it would really help you remember totally yeah yeah teaching someone you have to get it even better like they always say like oh say it like you would tell your grandmother I'm like ah <laughs> that's really hard <laughs> so yeah yeah no that's cool that's really cool so your class how big is your class there's only 11 students so pretty small which oh, I'm wow. really happy about I've been in like classes with like only like almost 30 students like with 20 something students which gets a lot it's a lot of people to try and coach and it only works for so long people start to feel like they're not getting enough attention and they're not getting the work they need to because they're watching other people get work done but I think that this class is like small enough that there's enough time to like get up on 
like get critique multiple times in the night, which is good. Yeah, I really love their I love their way of thinking. I love that they're like, hey, like you're here to get work and like this is the reality of the industry. Like if you want to stand out, you cannot say it like how everybody else is going to say it because everybody else is going to say it like that and everybody else is going to do it like that. And you can't just be everybody else if you want the role. Yeah, I never even so. really thought of it, about it because like my ability to act is beyond a negative number. So I'd be really curious to like <laughs> see part of like a part of your work. Like that's really cool. I I'm sure it's super hard to stand out and to make yourself unique while I guess still getting the character, still getting the emotion, like not being too out there. Like doing your own work. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess what I'm learning is that there is no such thing as too out there. Very few people are ever out there in the first place. Most people are pretty timid. Oh, really? Like most people who go to auditions are just kind of doing it pretty deadpan, pretty basic. I mean, not deadpan, not basic, but like if a scene is like you're sad because your boyfriend broke up with you, 90% of the people are going to play it like, exactly how it's written you're sad because your boyfriend broke up with you but the one who's going to stand out and book the role did so much more work than that and it to them it's not just my boyfriend broke up with me it's this is you know they add like backstories and emotions and like whether or not it's real or not doesn't matter it's like that's the person who's going to hit more like realistically like when it comes to the emotion like the emotion they're going to give off and the portrayal they're going to give off is going to be realistic because like they they found unique choices because they are a unique person. You know what I mean? Do you think that people get more roles because they like had a personal experience and so it's easier to have that backstory in their mind? Or do you think people just work really hard to develop that? I think it goes both ways. I think personal experience definitely plays a key. Um, I mean everybody knows what it feels like to be sad everybody knows what it feels like to be happy like but it's picking specific moments in your life where you were the happiest that you can remember and like recreate that emotion you know so um if you're playing a drug dealer you don't have to do drugs to know like to, to do the research and you know to speak to people and and learn the experience and be able to work on the experience internally. Um, a lot of it is make-believe. Most of it is make-believe. Um, but yeah, I definitely think like personal experience plays key, but it, it doesn't have to be exactly what I've learned is it doesn't have to be the exact experience that you replicate. It can just be the feeling or something associated with it. Yeah, that's interesting. I probably would have been in the trap of being like, oh, I need to remember a time when when it could just be something similar or something that would still convey that emotion. But yeah, I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, that's the trap we all get in. I know. Yeah, I know. So I really like like the way that they're dissecting like emotion and like the ways that you can pick apart a script and be able to connect with it deeper. Because at the end of the day, like, you're going to have more fun as an actor when you're able to, like, fully connect. Like, those are the most exciting, most liberating moments. Like, especially live theater. Like, when you hit a night and you're like, oh, my God, I, I was there. I was in it. Like, I put 125%. Like, 
you feel really good after. Like it's, I don't know. It's like this like rush. It's like, it feels like drugs. <laughs> it's like a rush of like, oh my God, that was fantastic. It's just like your endorphins going crazy because you're able to like reach certain, certain spots and like work through that, whatever that was right there in the moment. So it's kind of like therapeutic, but also you're getting like the energy from the people who are watching you and like your colleagues, I guess, like, I don't know. It's just like live action therapy. <laughs> it's just like amazing feeling for yourself. I don't know. I, I kind of get that with painting, but like I'm doing it by myself. So it doesn't really like have any Well, feedback. you're, you're going to have a crowd soon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. For your pop up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Segway into talking about you. Yeah. yeah, hopefully there's not like a, a mass because I'm sure I'll just be like shocked. But yeah, pop-ups coming up uh, a couple of weeks. I'll hopefully announce it this week, like early this week on my uh, Instagram. Um, Yay. Yeah, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been getting things organized. I'm trying to like put together the collections for what I want to have printed and what I think should be printed, like what shape, size. Right now, I'm just really unsure if I should make greeting cards. Because like, the commitment to inventory is high, right? Like, it's not it's not a cheap thing. So yeah, I mean, it's that. not gonna hurt you to start small. Like if you sell out, like people are going to be impressed with that, you know? You're totally right. Versus if you have too much and you're walking away with like a lot of inventory, people will be like, oof, ouch. <laughs> it's like, hey, I came you with know? a ton. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So yeah, start small. Yeah, start small. Yeah. I thought I would do like the Ojai stuff with a few duplicates of the ones that people are liking online. And then a couple of the abstracts, a couple of the flowers, a couple of the like birds that I've done and that's maybe that's like another 10 so that would be like 20 individual prints are you gonna have business cards um so I'm putting together um basically like a, a square a very small square postcard it's bigger than a business card it's like four inches by four inches and on the front it gives the logo and on the back it has images of like the house portraits and some of the other works I've done just because I feel like people don't know all the things that I do and if I'm showing up I'm mostly showing off like everything but the house portraits because the house portraits leave like I don't keep them mm -hmm. so that would be what I thought could replace the business card because I think people throw business cards away anyways it's just like a way for people to want to go onto my Instagram or contact me yeah that's what I was gonna ask yeah because I'm like you have such a beautiful visual Instagram page I'm like I I Thanks. need you to send people there that was like <laughs> my, that was my thing that's the thing yeah okay that's good to know I was like oh I could put my laptop up but then I'm like I'll probably be working on my laptop for a lot of it or like trying to like sell through it or something so uh, yeah I'm just trying to get people to like go to the Instagram through the little it's yeah it's like small but it has it has like nine pictures on the back and I think like I put the prices there as that's well cute. So. yeah oh that's, that's nice like a thing. yeah I think that'll be really successful thanks 
Yeah, so should we tell the people about the uh, the concert and how amazing that was? Yeah, let's let's quickly do a little debrief. Little recap. Because I don't yeah. even think you and I have touched base really about the concert <laughs> since. That I was know. So fun. That was incredible. I was like, I was so enthralled. Every single song, I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, she's so, so amazing. I'm so glad. I write. I'm so glad that she sang songs from her other albums, especially her older ones. Oh my god! I know. I know. So happy. (laughs) It was so good. And even when she did Dolly Parton, I was like, no way. (laughs) I know. It was cute. That was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cute. I I was actually voting for No Scrubs though, for the. I know that. Me too. That's like that would have been really good. That's me right there. No Scrubs. I love that song, but. I'll right. take a Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. Same. And then at the end, when she like um, did Gracias, Gracias a la Vida, and then like Ugh. fell into fell the darkness, back. I was like, oh, chills. <laughs> what an artist. I know, I know. I know. It was so beautiful. It was so good. Yeah. I wore my yeah. um, merch for like four days. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Mine was covered in beer. So uh, I just watched I'm sure it mine was too. Yesterday. I just I wore it anyways. <laughs> like who cares? It looks fine. Yeah. Oh, my album was covered. In, it was so sticky. I don't know what it was covered in. Uh, oh, probably God. more beer. But it was like plastic, yeah. right? Oh, maybe the plastic wrap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a tiny bit of the outside. But I think I can just like wipe it off. I just haven't done it yet because I'm like. Afraid. Oh, I hope so. Um, but the, the actual like vinyl itself, the vinyl record, perfect, beautiful. It's the red okay. one, which I'm really <gasps> happy about. Ooh, pretty. It's so pretty. We yeah. weren't sure. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, you weren't sure. She had a couple of colors, yeah. right? Nice. Yeah. I saw on like, um, like Reddit that she had a pink one for the concert, but I think it probably sold out really fast. Yeah. And also, did she have a purple one? Like a light? I thought she I think did. But she, that... I think those ones you can get online. Like there's like a purple, an orange, and like a yellow maybe. Oh, okay. I saw the pink one. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But the red one's probably and really And this one pretty. opens in the center like a heart. The heart breaks open. <gasps> it's so cool. The whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Like it's just, it's gold. I love it. Yeah, I know. It was so fun. I'm so glad. Our photos. <laughs> oh, my God. We were so drunk, <laughs> but that was so funny. And I know. we were harmless. I just kept thinking about it. I was like, we were just so cute. Like, just like harmlessly <laughs> drunk, like taking photos, like in front of the Staples. Or, I mean, the uh, crypto arena. I know. You're like, send the photos. And I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. these photos. These photos? Okay. <laughs> like, in theory, I look All okay, blurry. but I looked at my face and none of them. I look, I'm like, okay, I'm standing, I'm standing facing the camera, but my eyes are not looking at the camera and my mouth is not okay <laughs> in any of them. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't have realized that because I, I wasn't much better off. And same, like, I think all, we were all both. the photos that you took of me were all blurry and like, like, I like you were moving around. I'm like, oh no, oh dear. <laughs> oh well, we, we had, had a really good time. Too. We, 
I thought that was so funny. We just got like so wasted <laughs> so fast. We were like two beers. I know, two beers. Well, we had some cider before. Maybe that was part of it. Just like getting yeah, the Yeah, I also going. don't think we ate too much. I don't think a salad before a concert was smart. <laughs> we probably should we have had something heavier. We lunch and we had a salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smarty pants. I know. That's so but funny. I listened to her album on Friday night driving home almost the whole thing because it's such a long drive. But yeah, it was, I'm like, I still love it. Like, Same, every it's, day. It's still in my yeah. head. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, should we tell everybody a little bit more about maybe should we just let them know why we had a little quick break and then uh, introduce this episode? Yeah. 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 Um, So this episode's going to be coming out um, after. Wait. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's the twenty eighth. Okay. So this episode will be coming out the seventh. So. Um, we would have had a break the week of the 21st, so. Um, yeah. Of February. And we, so we had a break the week of the 21st, and we, we didn't want you to think that we went too hard at the concert. That wasn't necessarily the case. Um, so unfortunately, got some really terrible family news. Um, my grandma was hospitalized for a heart attack, and uh, it just kind of threw out, you know, both of us off. We were really already kind of at our max and um just decided that that was a good sign to take a breather and kind of reconnect at least I could reconnect with my family this week um kind of get back into it and Katie just <laughs> equally deserved a little bit so of time off with work first yeah. of all yeah so yeah it was just it was a really rough week and also like all of the news with Ukraine came out and like just emotionally it's been really like taxing so um, it's been very taxing just all for, things considered it yeah. was it was a really needed week off so we just let ourselves have it um despite our perfectionism and us being like we will yeah. skip no weeks um <laughs> we just let the let the signs give it to us exactly so we are human too and uh we're sorry we couldn't be with you uh on that week but we really appreciate your patience so this week's episode is um, an interesting topic, wouldn't you say? Yeah, one that I, I, I still haven't a hundred percent like settled my feelings on. I'm like leaning towards it. Like this is pretty sick. This is pretty cool. But like, yeah. part of me is like, hmm, <laughs> is it just like, is it just like placebo? Is it just my brain telling me to think one thing? So I don't know. Uh, my mom loves it. I told her about this episode and she's like, oh my gosh, I love hypnotherapy, blah, blah, blah. Because she's doing something pretty similar, I guess, in her yeah. studies right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being like overly skeptical, but I think that's a little healthy because um, I think a lot of people are going to approach that with this same kind of like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's how I showed up too. Yeah, I like the taster she gave us. Uh, she gave us like a like a two-minute taster of what hypnotherapy is like. And I can see the benefits behind that, but I don't know if I would call it, like, hypnotherapy, you know? Maybe it's the word that gets me. Yeah, it kind of feels like... Fake. (laughs) Yeah, like, hypnotherapy seems like a kind of way to get someone skeptical about something that isn't entirely hypnosis. Like, 
Yeah, we get, kind of get into it in the episode, but I felt like, oh, hypnosis was what they did at like my high school grad with like a magician. And yeah, this right? is not yeah, that. <laughs> so perhaps it's a bit of a misnaming here, but um, guided meditation, relaxation with like yeah. a goal in mind. I like that. If you if, if somebody were to be like, this is a therapist coaching you through guided meditation that can help you, you know, get rid of certain doubts in your mind, like something like that. Like, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that sounds like much more legit to me than than the idea of hypnotherapy. But <laughs> I think the therapist, I think that's like, why I like have to think of something so catchy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it's cool. Like, I think I'm on this, the fence too. I'm like, I really appreciated her. Um, little teaser I thought it was really helpful but I agree perhaps it's not the right name for the whole subsection of therapy but we will leave you guys to be the judge and tell us what you think um yeah regardless it was a really fun conversation and um yeah I definitely learned a lot I love I love our podcast because I can learn something new every single episode pretty much well I mean that's kind of the point right like I feel like the thing that keeps me going, and I think it's the thing that keeps you going too, is just like this constant interest to meet new people or like learn new things. So I feel like the podcast is like an excuse to be like, hi, we have a podcast. Will you talk to us about something we want to know about things? Like it's purely selfish. Yeah. And you know what? I'm really excited for the episodes coming up this month too, because um, this is the first episode of the month, but we've got uh three more episodes this month um which uh ashley and i put a lot of thought and love into so we're really Uh excited to show you those ones down the line um yeah let's get you guys into this one uh we'll let you dive in and let us know what you think on instagram you can uh tag us on your stories at the coconut grove pod or hit up our comment sections hit up our dms we're around. We want to hang out with you guys. So drop yeah, us a line we'll, after this episode. We'll be on the story seeing what y'all think of this and checking to see if you've rated, reviewed, or subscribed. Um, if you have the time, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, join us in this episode. Our yeah. guest is Elisa Reale, and we will let you get into it. See you guys. Yeah. See you soon. Hi guys, we're back and we're super excited. We have another special guest on today and we are here to talk about hypnotherapy. Today we have Elisa Reale and she is a certified hypnotherapist who joins us today to answer all of our crazy questions and your questions too. So welcome. Thanks guys for having me. Happy to be on here. We are super excited. Thrilled to have you. So maybe you can go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got into this and where you are now, what people can expect from this episode. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you said, Elisa, my name is Elisa. Um, I work as a hypnotherapist and I love coming on shows like this and just sort of like dispelling all the myths that people have because I feel like hypnotherapy has a really bad rep out there and it's like my mission to make it more mainstream. Um, you know, just the way that like meditation has become so mainstream and normal over like the past 10 years. I want like hypnotherapy to be just as, you know, normal um, as meditating is because it, it's essentially what it is just sort of like on a deeper level you know you're more deeply relaxed and usually working with someone like myself to kind of like work on a specific issue um, yeah so I'm wondering a little bit more about um, like what first got you interested in hypnotherapy where did you first hear about it like um, were you already in therapy yourself, uh, like training? What was kind of your story to getting here? Yeah, I no, I hadn't actually done any like traditional therapy, um, but I did get into hypnotherapy myself, like by trying it myself. Because like, I mean, if you told me like 10 years ago, I'd be doing this for work, I would like laugh hysterically. But I actually got into it because I was in real estate prior to this. And in the real estate company I was in, I saw all these people, like year after year, the top agent at the company was someone who was doing hypnotherapy. And like, it happened, yeah, with multiple people and they were just raving about it. And I was like, okay, like, what is this? I have to try this. Like, you know, I'm ready to drink the Kool-Aid, whatever this is. I tried it and I was just like obsessed with it too and saw the results in myself right away. And then just started like learning more about it like out of curiosity's sake, like never really thought I would start doing this myself as work, but just started learning more about it. And then like even just certified myself online, like just for fun. It was just this little like cheap course I found <laughs> with like these hypnose scripts. <laughs> I was like, okay, who wants to try this? So I did it on like my best friend and my mom, just like anyone who was willing to be my little guinea pig. And even then, like knowing almost nothing that I knew at the time, like I was seeing results in them too. And I was just like, from there, just became hooked. I was like, okay, this is crazy. I need to learn more about this. And then like kind of where I am today, like now I'm doing, working with clients every day. Um, okay. So it very clearly sounds like you have like the secret answer to everything good in life, like the key <laughs> to this hidden door. Like, what is hypnotherapy? I've never, I, I really know very little, if nothing, about it. So what is it? What is it like? And maybe you can explain, like, what a session is like for the person um, going into hypnotherapy. Yeah. Okay, great. So basically all hypnosis is, is getting into a really deep, relaxed state of mind. So we call it like your alpha level brainwave. So this is something like totally natural that we actually go into in our daily waking life every single day. Like it's sort of that um, sleepy, but still awake, almost like daydream like state, right? So maybe it's like when you first wake up in the morning, you know, you're awake. If someone were to say something to you, you would hear them, but maybe it would take you a second to respond. Or like when you drive somewhere you've driven to a million times, you know, you're not really thinking like, okay, hit the brake, turn right, signal here. Like, you know, you're just working automatically, but like really your mind could be like in a million other places or like, right. There's just so many examples of like this daydream like state that we kind of go into naturally. So it's something totally natural, safe that we already do. 
in our daily waking life. And the whole reason why we want to get you into that like hypnotic hypnosis like state is because we want to work with your subconscious mind. So we have like your conscious mind that's, you know, racing, analytical, thinking, doing all the things. And then there's your subconscious mind, which is essentially like the programming of your mind like think of your like brain like a computer and your subconscious mind is like the software right so we just want to use hypnosis to like update your software so a lot of your thoughts beliefs you know whether they're positive or limiting beliefs you know good habits bad habits a lot of them are formed like as a child right so it may be things that we never chose to believe right and a lot of people use hypnotherapy when they find there's like a struggle in their life with something like right when they feel like they're like you know they're wanting one thing but they're continuously doing another thing so usually that's where there's like maybe a mental block or a limiting belief that is like something in your subconscious is saying like no this isn't right for me to have even if though like consciously it's like yeah I want this yeah I want more money why wouldn't I want more money or like yeah I want to be in a good relationship why wouldn't I want to be in a good relationship you know maybe your subconscious has these other beliefs from childhood like you know Maybe if your parents didn't have a stable relationship, you know, being in a loving married relationship isn't safe. Or maybe if, you know, whatever your money background is with your family, you know, maybe you looked at um, people with money saying like, those people are bad, you know, people with money are, are bad or, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. So like making money isn't easy. It's really hard. Or, you know, maybe your parents worked, had their own business and you never saw them. So now like that's bad, right? Like these are just some examples. It could be anything for you. Um, but an example of like, maybe you have a subconscious belief that's like sabotaging what you want consciously. So pretty much like what people use hypnotherapy for, like it's, it's endless, really the things, but I feel like it's, it's that sort of internal struggle with something. Cause obviously, you know, if you want something, you got to work for it, you go get it right. There's no issue, but it's when people are like, you know, I feel like smoking is kind of like the easy example with hypnotherapy or that's what people associate uh, using it for a lot. Um, you know, because, you know, why would I want to keep smoking these, right? It's cancerous. <laughs> the pictures on the box are disgusting. Like, why do I keep doing this? I smell bad. My family hates it, but I'm like addicted to it. So it's that sort of like, you know, there's some sort of like subconscious block or safety or something that's like not in alignment with your conscious desire. And so we're able to rewire that by putting you in that like relaxed, deep sort of hypnotic state. And then what? A wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Was that a lot? I mean, is that clear? Do you guys no, have any yeah. questions on that? No, very clear. Yeah. And then like, um, yeah, that's really cool. What a session looks like is I feel like it's a mix of like hypnosis because I mean what I do is like hypnotherapy so it's not just hypnosis just to you know get you relaxed or, or whatever it's so obviously first there is like like traditional therapy you know talking about what it is you want talking about what is going on in your life you know getting clear on what it is that you want why it is that you want this um and then you know 
from you know what I gather from you and like what you're desiring and then using that in the hypnotherapy or in hypnosis to kind of like just like feed it back to your subconscious mind and like rewire any of those limiting thoughts into more positive and empowering ones. Yeah, it it sounds like like maybe your clients or or whoever's going into hypnotherapy is coming in with this idea of like I want to achieve this thing that I've always wanted to achieve, but there's something that I don't know why holding me back. And then maybe they're uncovering some like trauma under there. They didn't know it was there. Do you, would you say that's accurate? Yeah. So a lot of times people will be like, oh, you know, like, like in hypnosis, they'll be like, oh, I thought of this memory, um, you know, or this thing came up for me. And maybe it's something that obviously I didn't know of because, you know, they didn't even think of it or maybe something they didn't think of for like 10, 20 years. But it's like, you know, it comes up for them and it they kind of have these like aha moments of like, oh, right. Like I see it clearly now kind of thing or like, oh, right. I see how that maybe like shaped me into believing this, you know, sort of thing. So yeah, those sort of like aha moments, I would call them happen all the time. But I think also you don't necessarily need to like get to the root of the problem in order to like heal it or fix it. Right. Because, you know, maybe you have a block or something and maybe you don't know what it is. You're like, you know, just, I'm just so frustrated with myself. I don't know what's wrong. And I think like in many instances, we're able to get over that without, you know, ever really coming to the specific memory or root or whatever it is that made you that way either. It's still just about choosing like, okay, this is what I now choose to believe. And then like rewiring and repeating that to yourself on a regular basis till that's like your new, your new mental program, essentially. That's super, super interesting. I think it's a really good, like, um, phrase you gave us, uh, like rewriting your software. You're just going in and you're rewriting mm-hmm. that software. Um, I'm really curious to know about like the process. So if someone comes in, do you say like, let's set one goal or like, let's investigate one situation that you have. And then, um, does someone take one session? Does it depend on, um, what that goal is? Like, can you tell us a little bit more about what the commitment is for a person and like a goal that they might set? Yeah. So typically, yeah, I will choose to focus on one thing at a time. I mean, obviously a lot of times, like something like a confidence issue, like it will sort of snowball, like the positive effects will snowball into other areas without really like focusing on those other areas. But yeah, so we'll choose like one focus just at a time. Um, and then I book sessions. So I typically tell people, depending on what they're working on, um, but I typically tell people to commit to doing five sessions. And then we'll do the sessions about a week apart from each other. Um, but I mean, usually after like a few sessions, like people will start to, you know, they'll feel good, like they'll feel a difference. But, you know, I say to commit to the five just because we want to make this like a permanent lasting change, you know, and not just have you like feel really great for 24 hours or a week, you know, but like make sure this is really like cemented and reprogrammed, you know, in your mind. And so you feel like after, say, one, two sessions, there is a change being made, but it takes a few more to kind of lock that down. Yeah. And that's generally like, I mean, some people less, some people more, but generally like, you know, five sessions, which is about, you know, one to two months Mm -hmm. of sessions. And does it 
have long standing effects? Like how long are people seeing this change or is it that's the change and it's going to stay that way forever? Yeah, I mean, generally with people, like, once that is, like, their new thought process, like, their new programming, like, it's just, that's it. I mean, obviously, it depends what we're working on, right? So, like, if we're talking about, because, like, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs or, like, salespeople, like, so I feel like, you know, once they get in sort of one mindset, like, you know, they're happy now at this level, but now it's like, okay, that next level, it's like, now I need to, like, you know, reprogram again to, like, get to that next level, that next level. So, like, in some cases, it's, kind of continual work and people do choose to continue working with me on like a regular basis um but that's kind of more like entrepreneurs right who kind of like the goal is like consistently moving up right but generally if it's like a smaller goal like okay I want to quit smoking or lose weight or you know things like that where it's kind of like one and done then yeah like after five sessions they're done yeah that was my curiosity too because Like Ashley and I share this quality. We're both like, okay, we're going to work on this one thing and we're going to fix it. All right. Now that that's fixed, there's, there's definitely something else I got to fix. Let's fix that. (laughs) Um, So that was, that was totally what I was wondering. Cause if I were in that situation, I'd be like, cool, I'm so glad we healed this childhood trauma. Now let's heal this other thing that I want to work on. (laughs) Yeah. So I can totally see that. Um, do you, are, are there, um, clients that you, uh, that come to you situationally? Like I am trying to get a raise at my job or I'm trying to level up at work or something like that. And they just like need that almost like confidence boost, but they just like lack it inside them. Do you find that that's a, something people visit you for? Yeah. I mean, I had one client recently who was like, it was specifically that, like, you know, I know I could be doing more at work like I know I'm always getting praised for good work but like I'm not moving up and then like after a few months like he did end up messaging me later like yeah I did get the promotion and then you know he's suddenly like working on his own side business like you know he found the motivation to do it so definitely I feel like things like that and majority of the things that people come to me are like confidence issues like I feel like that's what 80% of what people come to me for really at the at the root of it is like a confidence issue because once you have confidence in yourself to do like one thing, it's just like, you know, there's so many improvements in all of your life really. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, did, what did you go in for? I I was just going to say, can you tell us about your your initial experience? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that's why I draw that type of or swack that type of client to me like the confidence issue because I feel like that's what it was for me like you know I was doing I was kind of it had all of these business ideas myself and like you know was dabbling in all of these things and like I was seeing some success but like not really you know I was like just kind of like how I said my client well I was like you know I'm getting praise I'm getting this but like I know I could be doing so much better Um, and I feel like that's what it was for me. And like, at the time I was doing, I was helping people start online businesses. Like that was sort of like my side hustle at the time, like helping people to, yeah, create an online business because I worked in marketing and I knew all of like, you know, how to make a website, how to make a sales funnel, how to do like all of sort of these techie things that I feel like make people get stuck. But really, when I started implementing like the hypnotherapy and the mindset into teaching my clients, that helped them like so much more than just 
just teaching them like, you know, this is how you make a website. Now make a website. Or this is how you create an email funnel. Now go create an email funnel, right? Like you can give them the steps. I mean, essentially the steps are on Google if people want to find the answer to anything. (laughs) But it's more like the mindset work behind like, you know, you can do this and believing in yourself and like, following through on what you say you're going to do is really the differentiator in your success at the end of the day. So is there any work kind of like, uh, after the session that you encourage your clients to do? Cause you're talking about mindset here. So, um, I believe it's CBT therapy does something very similar to this where you kind of like take homework home with you. Do you have something similar to that? Yeah. Um, oh, I do recordings a lot of the time of our sessions, and then I'll tell people to listen to them like every night before they go to bed. So that's probably just the biggest or our main homework is just, you know, listen to this. And then I know people listen to it like even years later sometimes, like, you know, if they just want to like re up <laughs> on whatever it was they worked on, they'll kind of listen to it. And I even have my own like hypnosis recordings that I constantly listen to or go back to. So yeah, listening to recordings because even just the act of repetition is sort of like a pillar of hypnosis or reprogramming your mind, right? Like if you're listening to the same thing every single day or repeating yourself the same thoughts every single day, like that's going to become your reality. So like by listening to this one recording, like, you know, you're implementing that into your mind every day. So does the person have to like sleep with it on, like in the traditional sense of like, I'm sleeping with it, I'm hearing it through my sleep, like, um, or is that a bit hokey? It's more of like, I'm listening to it just before I go to sleep because I'm changing my mindset. Yeah, Yeah, like just before you go to bed. I mean, they're usually not longer than 30 minutes. So, you know, once it stops, it stops, you're probably asleep and and that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, so the whole thing with like, you know, playing it at night is because the thing is you know that's when like your subconscious mind is open right like you have your conscious mind is kind of shy you're not thinking you're not you know you don't have all of those racing thoughts so that's why like right before you go to bed is the best time to listen to it because you know you're kind of your subconscious mind is open and like receptive to you know taking in any new information same as like first thing when you wake up in the morning that's also why people usually meditate at those times it's just when you're most already naturally in that like subconscious alpha level relaxed state. Yeah. On, on meditation, um, I wonder, do you advise your clients as well to meditate or do you think like, cause you were, you were talking earlier about how hypnosis is very similar to mm-hmm. meditation. Um, like how do you use those in tandem or do you not? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely no negative effects of meditating. So of course I think everyone should meditate. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely not going to do any harm and would only like, you know, help or, you know, work alongside, like even sometimes people ask me like, can you do traditional therapy and hypnotherapy at the same time? I think, yeah, like why not? Like if they're both working towards the same goal, like, you know, they both have a positive goal, then like, why not? Like they, they shouldn't really interfere with each other. So I'm really curious to know about, um, like the process of being hypnotized. Now, my background is I have seen like a couple of my friends be hypnotized at my high school graduation. So I have no idea (laughs) what like, what is the true hypnosis and what that really looks like in a therapy session. Can you tell us a bit more about that? 
Yeah, I guess first, like, just anything you saw on TV or at stage, like, just scrap that. Like, no. <laughs> Start over. Um, It's just really easy and natural. Like, it's a lot of my sessions are on a Zoom call, like, similar to how we're talking right now. You know, I'll just ask them to get, you know, in a comfortable position and just kind of walk them through, like, just going into that relaxed state of mind like very similar to working or listening to like a guided meditation um it's just obviously a little different or even like more effective when you're doing it live 101 with someone um you know so I'm just like aware of like how are you feeling and like listening or looking out for any cues of like you know um you know unconscious movements like maybe your hands or like how you're feeling and just sort of guiding you into that like nice daydreamy like state like you're still totally awake and aware right like even a lot of my sessions are like you know I'm still talking with my clients even when they're like in that deep relaxed state so they're still like awake aware communicative um you're just very deeply relaxed do you find that there are any um, clients that have trouble reaching this state or like people who kind of fall into it easier or more difficult? Yeah. Um, I mean, does that kind of change my person? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people who just go into it way easier. Um, I haven't really had anyone who can't relax. Like I, I think most people say like, you know, I, I'm, I'm never able to relax. I can't stop my thoughts like they're always racing I don't know if this is gonna work for me and then like by the end of it they're like oh my god I didn't think I would be able to relax so <laughs> so deeply um but I think it's like anything else like the more we do it too um the easier it is so like my clients like typically my first session with a client will be like 90 minutes just because it does take that extra time to like feel safe and comfortable and just, you know, know what it feels like to really just let go and relax. Right. But then once they see that like, okay, yeah, I can relax, I can quiet my thoughts and it actually does feel really good. <laughs> I actually really like this. Like usually by the second, third, fourth, it's just, it gets easier and easier and people are relaxing quicker and quicker um the more they do it that's really cool because I think I would worry about that for myself just uh being able to kind of turn off all those crazy thoughts and all the you know the spinning mind um is there a certain time of day that you suggest to people to come for their first session just so that they have a better chance of like accessing that part of their brain yeah um no I don't think it really matters I mean because we're gonna get you there regardless um yeah, we're going to get you there regardless. I mean, I obviously do sessions at all times of the day and like it's never really been a problem. I think like when you're listening to your own recorded like hypnosis or meditation, like I said, the whole right before bed or right when you first wake up, just because you're not going to take that time. And it's not like I'm there to like walk you through like a nice, slow, relaxing. So it's kind of like you're just already in that state. So it's like, let's do this now. But generally we could do it um, anytime. I mean, otherwise I'd have to work like crazy hours. I mean, I'd be like only taking. She only like works 10 at PM. Yeah. 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah. It's an all night sort of job. Um, and have you found that like working on Zoom is just as effective as any clients you see in person or are there subtle differences? Yeah, no, it's been, I've actually like 90 
percent of like I've actually never had a an office space, a physical office space. I started doing this in COVID, like in March 2020 is literally when I started doing this. So it was all on Zoom. And like I've seen Yeah. I'm sure your clients appreciated that. (laughs) Like I've seen people in person, but I never really opened up a physical, you know, office space just because the last few years have been so crazy and it never really made sense to with things constantly being shut down. And then like the really cool part of that has been like I've had clients from all around the world, like England, Cyprus, LA, like everywhere. So now I'm kind of like, you know, now things are a little normal. You know, I can open up a space and I'm almost like, do I even need to? (laughs) I mean, it's it's definitely just as effective. And I almost like, you know, there's the added benefit of like you you just have that extra comfort of like literally being on your own bed or your own couch too. <laughs> so it's like that sort of space um works. But yeah, no, totally just as effective. Um, I want to know how your clients are feeling like when they're getting hypnotized. I don't like, is there a sensation that they feel? Do they know when they're hypnotized? Do they know when they're in the right state? Like, what does that sensation feel like? Yeah, it's just like a very deep, deep relaxation. So like at the end, like usually at the end of a session, people will say like, you know, wow, I just feel like I woke up from an amazing nap or I feel like I just left the, I just had a massage or, you know, I feel like, so those are kind of like the sensations, I guess, or at least like post like examples (laughs) that people kind of say what it feels like. Um, I mean, it's different for everybody. And like I said, I'm, I'm always talking with you and like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, how does your body feel? Like all of these things. So like, I know what's going on with you. Um, but general sensations are like a lightness, like, you know, maybe like a tingly sensation in like your fingers or your feet, or, you know, maybe for some people it's like a heaviness. Like, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, a thousand pounds in this sofa and I can't even move if I, you know, so but I mean, it's generally just like a very deep, deep relaxation. So yeah, like, you know, like you just had the best sleep of your life or like you just left the best body ever kind of feeling. Yeah, totally. That's That sounds really nice. Um, so a little bit of like the context that I have with hypnotherapy, and I'm sure there's going to be other people who relate to this, but um, the only, yeah, the only relation that I have is like from true crime slash like, like horror movies. So <laughs> they love to use this concept for, for like, yeah, like horror films. So can you comfort our minds and make sure that we all know that you're like, people aren't there to control you, to make you do bad things, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I yeah, feel I'd like, like, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't make you do anything you didn't want to do. Like, even if, I wanted to like really at the end of the day like someone needs to someone needs to okay like in like a stage hypnosis example like you need to realize that like that person putting up their hand in a big crowd of people is already someone who's saying like I'm willing to do anything and everything you know to put on a show right now right so like they already have that suggestibility kind of thing like right if you were like the most shy um person like would never get on stage like you would have never put your hand up to be like hypnotized in the first place you know what I mean 
So like one, that's me also like that sort of subject is already saying like, yeah, you know, I'm willing to play along and do wherever you want to go with this kind of thing. Right. But even like, like in like the work that I do, like if you don't, I guess an easy example is like, if you don't want to quit smoking, because I feel like that's such a common like DM I get on Instagram, like, can you help my husband quit smoking? Can you help my dad quit smoking? Like, well, do they want to quit? Because <laughs> then if they don't know, I can't. <laughs> no, I cannot help them. Because if they come and they're like, yeah, you know, my wife made me do this and I don't, you know, really think this is a problem, it's literally not going to work. So I feel like just that reason alone like I can't make you do something you don't actually want to do and it's also just like a waste of my time like I, what, am, what am I what are we doing here <laughs> so yeah okay thank you for clarifying yeah that. yeah <laughs> um that's actually that's actually really interesting um there there has to be like a level of desire before anybody can come in so um yeah, I imagine there there are people who do you find that there are people who kind of like realize they don't want it halfway through? Like they're like, "Oh, I actually don't want this thing. I actually want this other thing. Can you help me renavigate?" Yeah, I mean, not really, just because I feel like even from my consultation, so like I'll do a free consultation for everyone, and a part of that is like obviously, first of all, you can ask any question you have about, you know, hypnotherapy and, you know, make sure this is right for you, but also like I go through like my own kind of like um, goal setting or like just like getting clear process with you because yeah sometimes people might think they want you know x y and z but really just like you said when they come to it like okay wait no maybe that's not really what I wanted so I do do a practice with like okay like what is it that you want and how would it feel like when you um you know a attain that and you know why do you want this so getting really clear on like your why do you want this is this what you want how will this feel when you have it um is a part of the work that we do so I feel like you know you're usually pretty clear <laughs> and certain on what you want before we get into anything do you think that even in the therapeutic setting it's personality dependent like for how well a session goes or um, how easy it is to access like that alpha like brain state or have you had personality types across the board? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe one kind of personality type that's a little more challenging is when people just aren't as like vocal or maybe they're not like, not even aware of their own emotions or they just don't know how to explain them kind of thing like it just sort of makes it harder for me sometimes but generally like if someone's you know booked an appointment you know paid money for this session like they're they're gonna come like ready and willing and like that's really all I need right like just like the smoking example like if you if you come you showed up to the appointment you're ready you want to make this change like we'll get there obviously some people it's like you know right away aha moment session one like their life has changed and then some other people it's just like takes a little bit longer but like there's nothing wrong with that so communication is pretty key even back from your client then sounds like I mean I think yeah I don't mean to say like oh you need to have these great communication skills because I think most people don't <laughs> like at least when it comes to their emotions um so that's fine but just like coming to a session like just being open and honest and willing right like that's it like just be open honest 
with me, right? Because I can't help if you're not really like sharing what's really going on kind of thing. That's where the therapy kicks in, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> where you're like, I have to be the therapist now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's that's what I mean. Like, I don't think you have to have all of your like, you know, well, well, this is my trauma and this is why it's affecting me. Like, and I think a lot of people don't really know these things. And like through our conversations, it will come up. But um, yeah, just just that open, honest willingness is, is the most important thing. Um, so I want to touch a little bit on um, what you and Ashley both talked about, which I have no idea what this is. Um, what is an alpha level brainwave? What does it do? Why does it matter? Yeah, it's just is like it? that. Brain- so your brain has like just different waves, right? So right now it's like beta, like you're awake, right? Like that's just a, a level brainwave and alpha is just like that slower level, right? And then there's like theta and delta, which are like you know, asleep and just like deeper and deeper. So like alpha is like, you're still awake. You're still aware. You're just sort of like, you know, I like to just call it that daydreaming like state. So you're awake, you can hear, you can respond, but you know, things are just a little slower. (laughs) Yeah. Is it that kind of part, like, for example, when you're like half asleep and you're talking, but nothing you're saying is making sense. But like in your head, you're like, I know exactly what I'm saying. This absolute nonsense is that that part of the brain or is that a different area yeah I mean maybe yeah like kind of what you're describing could be like an alpha level brain wave experience yeah it's yeah yeah it doesn't need to be like any more complicated than it's like you're awake and aware but like kind of sleepy I was just um googling alpha brain waves and it's actually Uh really fascinating like there there's some stuff about it's like a state where your stress is lowered or you have lower anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. It is an area where you have improved creative thinking. Like these sound mm-hmm. like the buzzwords from like um, a book I was reading, Achieving Flow States, basically. Like does that align yeah. with the same vibe? Yeah. So that's exactly what it is, right? Like you kind of get into this like subconscious level thinking or this alpha level brainwave yeah when you are doing maybe something you love or something that's just like so habitual to you because it is like that's like you know instead of using like you you do feel so relaxed and you are your conscious mind isn't racing so you know you're able to be more creative and less maybe like judgy or analytical or critical right so you're that's why you know being more creative or maybe even like having things that you didn't think were related you know come up you know you're just more open maybe you like like sum it up (laughs) nice little word that is super cool I um I think this is all kind of falling into place for me because I know what that state feels like so um like realistically that I'm like okay I can imagine what that would be like in the context of a therapeutic environment um I haven't had hypnotherapy myself, but I'm just thinking about like achieving those flow states with different things I do creatively. And I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Like what's an example of like one where you're like, yeah, I'm totally in this state. Um, so I do some painting uh, as a side hustle and yeah. sometimes like I'm just painting for hours and hours and hours. And I just realize like, oh, I haven't eaten lunch. <laughs> like, But I feel yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of another... Um, 
know, symptom, no, isn't the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but like of being in the state is you like lose all track of time, right? And a session will be like that too. Sometimes, you know, we'll be, you know, the session will be like 30 minutes long and then I'll ask someone, you know, how long did that feel like? They'll be like, I don't know, five minutes. And really like, you know, 30 minutes had went by. So it's the exact same thing with like painting, you know, you're just losing all track of time and what's going on. So for me, like, I can achieve that state, like, you know, if I push myself to continue painting or do whatever the thing is I want to do, um, for a person who, say, doesn't necessarily have that outlet for themselves on a regular basis, when they have finished their sessions with you, do they then kind of have the tools to sort of self-hypnotize or self-enter that that mode after their therapy? Yeah, I think like I was saying, like, you know, maybe it's a little harder in the first session. And then by like the third, fourth, it's just like within a second, like they're there. Like it's like a muscle. You're like training your brain to relax quicker and easier, just like any other skill. Like the more you do it, the easier it is. So I think for sure. Are these sessions happening weekly or biweekly? Is there like a recommended pace? Yeah, typically weekly I'll do. And then like maybe if you continue, um, you know, more like three or five, then we'll maybe push them to like every other week, um, but generally weekly and then move to bi-weekly. Nice. Okay. Um, have you worked with people who had um, like anxiety, depression, like on that side of the scale? Yeah, like anxiety for sure. It's like a big one, I think, especially in the last few years. Um yeah, just like any stress, anxiety for sure is, is a big thing that people come to me for. Um, okay, so I have a bunch of rapid fire-ish questions. Mm-hmm, uh, we can kind of just go through these one by one. And then Ashley, if you have any other ones, you can pop them in as well. Um, okay, so kind of really going to the basics. How is someone hypnotized? I imagine it's not you are getting sleepy. You are getting <laughs> sleepy. I'm sure it's not like that. <laughs> Can you tell us uh, like what it's typically like to get somebody into that state? Yeah. Um, so a few different things. I mean, sometimes we can use like visualization tools, like just sort of like literally imagining, you know, close your eyes, sort of like imagine yourself, even maybe something we could, you know, literally try right now, like a really practical tool is like, you know, just close your eyes and think of somewhere where you, you know, the last time or any time where you were the most relaxed, somewhere you can think of being the most present, the most calm, the most comfortable, you know, for a lot of people, like a va- a memory of being on the beach on vacation comes up or a memory of like sitting with a loved one or you know it could be anything if they don't need to be these like big grand moments but you know even for yourselves just like stop and think about what's like the last time I remember being so deeply relaxed like are, are you guys comfortable even just like sharing like what what is a memory for you Oh, yeah. The first thing immediately was like just being on the beach, like sunrise, early morning by myself, no one else on the beach, like just sitting there watching the waves. That's the best. Yeah. I mean, we're in L.A., so that's easy. 
Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So yeah. So just sort of like put yourself in that moment. So maybe if it helps to like close your eyes and picture it, like, so you're on the beach, you're on vacation, it's early in the morning, the sun is rising. Now, you know, staying as you are, your eyes closed, being there right now, tell me like who is around you in this moment. Um, the way that I'm visualizing it, just like people walking their dogs on the beach, um, but I'm by myself. Beautiful. So you're by yourself, but there's just people walking by, people walking their dogs. And what time? Oh, you said it's the morning time. So the sun is rising. And what's the temperature like? Oh, it's a little chilly. It's like I have to keep a little sweater on, like 65, 60. Fahrenheit. (laughs) (laughs) So it's about 65. It's a little chilly. You have a sweater on, but it just feels so nice, so calm, so relaxing. And just go ahead and be there now. Imagining you're hearing all of the sounds of the ocean, water, of the people passing by, the feeling of the sweater on your skin, the cool breeze in the air, and just completely enjoying and relaxing and settling into this calm, comfortable, relaxing feeling. And noticing that you can experience all of the same sensations as if you're there right now on the beach, that beautiful, cool, breezy morning, alone and just feeling so relaxed, so calm, so peaceful. Yeah, just tell me how do you feel right now like I just woke up (laughs) a little refreshed (laughs) yeah like how was how was that like did that feel relaxing did that feel it did yeah it did feel really Mm -hmm. relaxing it's like uh, for me I'm such a busy person it's like I never really take that time ever yeah (laughs) which is why like I always want to meditate right that kind of yeah it did feel a little bit meditative Yeah. And that was like 30 seconds. Like, (laughs) we were doing that. It's funny, too, because I was trying to do it as well. And like, Mm -hmm. I I had a similar kind of visualization for Katie, but it wasn't like my visualization. So I was just kind of going with it. And honestly, I still felt very relaxed. Like, just listening to your voice is like, I don't know. It's kind of like a little... It's like the waves of the the water coming. Like you can kind of hear your voice mm-hmm. coming and it's just kind of like reminding me that I'm not asleep, but otherwise I'm just like very calm. Like, exactly. Yeah, and it's that- like the voice of God in the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's really it. That's kind of like a one minute like live preview of like just what hypnosis is right like exactly how you describe it I was awake I was aware I'm listening to your voice I know I'm still here but like you know you're just putting yourself into that deep 
relaxed state. And I think you guys like can both admit like, yeah, I just felt it. Like, you know, you came, you're like, oh, I feel like I just woke up. Like, but you know, you never really went to sleep, but like you did kind of like, you know, just relax. Right. And even in your body, like, I don't know, it was really quick, but did you feel maybe even any sensations in your body at all? Like even just for that one minute. I definitely felt heavier. Like I felt like myself sinking into the sand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Heaviness. Yeah. So that's what I was going back to before. Like a lot of people feel like maybe a heaviness or even a lightness. So, you know, they're totally opposite, but neither are wrong. Like it's just whatever feels good for you. And it's totally natural, right? Like I never said to you, like now you're your body's going to be heavy and you're not going to be able to move. Like, no, that was just like your natural bodily reaction. And it felt really good. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Preview. <laughs> um, it was so hopefully, cool. Hopefully our listeners can take a moment to get a little reset. I feel like I had to just do a little mini demo because, you know, and I get it. You're like, oh, well, I've never done this. I don't get it. What is it? What does it feel like? And it's nothing. I just think it's nothing like what people think right you're like oh you're gonna get sleepy you're gonna listen to this like it's nothing weird at all it's so natural it's so easy just like that like literally just going back into your own personal memory um you know and you can put yourself there too that's something that anyone like any listener right now can kind of practice putting yourself into any state and you can use this for any emotion actually not even just being relaxed like I tell people to use this for being confident so same thing maybe you're going into a really important meeting or important phone call or just something you're feeling a little nervous for and you want to feel more confident think of the last time or any time that you felt the most confident So maybe now that's like when you graduated from high school or university or you just accomplished this big goal or, you know, it could be any, anything at all. And then just like we did with this beach memory, get really clear on every detail of it. You know, where were you? You know, I was walking across the stage, getting my diploma and I looked out in the audience and my dad is crying and my mom is holding the camera and I just feel so happy and proud of myself. And, you know, like really just remember every detail of this moment and like close your eyes and live it, embody it. And you will feel that confidence right now as if, it's happening right now. And this is like a little tool that you can practice, you know, anytime, any day, just like we saw, it takes like 30 seconds to practice. Um, and it can have just like a big shift in your mood and your attitude, um, and your mindset, like the more you practice these regularly. I love that example, the graduation example, because I would have I would have never thought like to use an example of like a happy, like high energy moment for something like this. But I could see how effective that could be. Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of times I'll do this with clients, like people get emotional, like, you know, as if it's happening again. And like so you can experience anything, um, you know, like this is kind of what's stress is essentially it's just the negative practice of it right like worrying about something that's going to happen or that might happen like is you visualizing just a very negative thing and you can like we've all experienced it like being so fearful of something like and it might have not even happened like we're talking about memories that actually happened like our body can feel so fearful so anxious for things that literally haven't even happened in our life so it's just using this 
this tool and this, our very strong like imagination um, in a more positive, productive way because you are able to experience things even if, you know, we're just sitting here on a phone call or on a podcast right now and not, you know, in our graduation ceremony or on the beach or in any of these things, you know, you can experience and embody these emotions anytime, anywhere. I think that's such a helpful example because I know exactly what it feels like to be anxious. And I think a lot of people know exactly what that feels like and how real that can feel. Yeah. Um, So to use it for the good and to kind of flip that around, that's a really good example for how this feels and can feel and how strong it can be for someone who's kind of cultivating that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to talk a little bit about habits. Um, so you brought up the um, you brought up smoking a couple of times, and that's like definitely a habit that people are always, no matter what, trying to quit. Um, do you have any other habits that you often are reworking with your customer or with your clients? Yeah, I feel like like just procrastination in general is a big one, right? Like going back to that like internal struggle where maybe like, okay, I know I need to be doing this, but I'm just not. I'm just constantly like not doing it. I'm doing other less important things and just putting this on the back burner. Um, And again, I feel like that just comes to like a confidence issue most of the time. Um, It's really that maybe you don't believe in yourself for like going after the thing. So whether it's like a weight loss goal and, you know, I'm procrastinating going to the gym or, you know, starting my business, I'm procrastinating, you know, putting myself out there. You know, a lot of the times it's just like a confidence thing, like really believing in yourself that you can achieve, you know, whatever said goal is. And so you're almost just like protecting yourself by procrastinating by like, okay, well, if I never try, I'll never fail. Um, Kind of limiting mindset and just getting over that. That's a great example. Um, I'm a huge procrastinator, <laughs> so I can see how that could work. We all are to an extent. I think it's just like getting clear on like, okay, like why am I procrastinating? Like, you know, like am I, usually it's an avoidance technique of something like I'm avoiding, you know, in my example, it was failure. Or I'm avoiding just doing something that's, you know, a little bit more difficult for my brain than watching Netflix or, you know, it's, it's usually avoiding a, a something, some negative emotion when you're procrastinating. It's also huge for like the perfectionists, right? Like people who think that it's an all or nothing mindset, like this comes from personal experience too. Just like, I'm not going to bother starting because I don't think I can get it to where it needs to be. Again, confidence, again, self-image and yeah. perfectionism. So yeah. Yeah. And even perfectionism, it's really just like fear of failure. Like, yeah, okay, I get to hide behind this. Well, if it's not perfect, I'm not going to do it. It's really just, well, if I don't do it, then I'll never fail. 100%. Um, can you give us a couple of uh, practical uses for hypnotherapy and then finish it off with some of your favorite personal uses, what you find is like the most interesting and brings you joy? Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, kind of what we just explained is I feel like the easiest, like anyone could do it, simple practice, like just that practicing any state that you want to feel 
thing. So using your own memories though to do that because a lot of times like in manifesting, um, you know, you hear people say you need to embody this or you need to like be that energy. Like, so for example, you can't, you know, manifest a million dollars when you're constantly in a mindset of lack. You know, if you're worrying about your bills and I don't have enough money and I have so much debt, like you're never going to, you know, manifest that money because you're in an energy of lack. So how do I embody abundance when like I have no idea what that feels like? You know, that's where a lot of people are like, well, how do I embody confidence when I feel like a loser? How do I embody being healthy when I'm so out of shape? And it's like, coming back to, well, what does that feel like for you? Like, you know, what does abundance feel like for you? Or what does health feel like for you? Or what does confidence feel like for you? So this is like part of the work I do with people just to get clear on it. Because the, the answer to those questions might be really different for different people. So get clear on for you, like, what does that feeling really look like specifically like let's just say confidence because I feel like that's a good one most people can deal with um confidence yeah so what does confidence feel like getting really clear on that and then thinking when was the last time or any time that I did feel this way in my real life even if it's just a moment right like it doesn't always need to be like this big monumental graduation moment like maybe it was just you know I I don't know. I, when I, sometimes it can even be childhood. Like I remember when I learned how to ride a bike and, you know, I was showing my little sister how far I could go on my bike. Like, I don't know. It could be anything, <laughs> just anything that can really put you into that like emotion of confidence or relaxation or whatever it is you're looking to embody more. So looking for your own real life examples of that and then practicing that like literally for a minute every day. So I used to like have a timer on my phone and like every day at four o'clock, I would like literally practice this like confidence emotion or, you know, whatever it was that I wanted to work on. So literally practicing, just closing your eyes, going into that memory, that moment, and then you'll see that it gets so much easier every time, right? Like it now after, you know, doing it for a month, it probably doesn't even take 30 seconds. It probably just takes three seconds for you to be like, yep, I'm a kid on my bike and I feel amazing. <laughs> so I feel like that's just the easiest, most practical, fun tool that like anyone could try. That's so great. Um, can you give us a couple of common myths and can you debunk them? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Okay. So that hypnosis is mind control. I think we already kind of talked about that, but like really like the funny thing is like hypnosis is getting control of your mind. Cause just like we said, like, you know, visualization, we could use that in a really negative way of like, you know, worrying about the future and like creating fears and anxieties for ourselves, Or like we can learn to get control of that and use our imagination and visualization in a more positive way. That's like, you know, practicing and imagining things that I do want more of in my life. So it's really just about getting control of your own thoughts, right? Because your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings dictate your actions. So, you know, if you're thinking positively, you're feeling like in a good attitude, you know, you're going to show up more positively in your life, right? And the vice versa is true of that too. Um, I don't know. What are other myths? I feel like we kind of debunked some of them, like the stage hypnosis things. Um, what else? Yeah, just that 
you don't know what's going on. Like I, like we kind of saw, like it's, you're totally awake. You're totally aware. It's totally natural too. I think maybe that's another thing too, is that people think it's like this crazy woo woo thing, but like, you know, you painting for hours in your studio is literally like a form of hypnosis. So it's just totally natural, safe. Um, and we do it every day anyway. So, you know, the, the practice of hypnotherapy is just using it in a more like productive way. <laughs> yeah, totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I realized we did actually already go through a lot, a lot of the myths already. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of shift to your uh, success stories. I would love to hear some of your favorite stories, if you can share any, um, whether it's, you know, your clients or yourself or people you've heard about. I'd love to hear some success stories because those make me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. What are some of my favorites? Yeah. I mean, the promotion one, I feel like that was pretty cool. Um, I feel like a lot of the times it's not even about like these big like, um, external moments that happen. It's more like the internal shifts that happen within people. Right. So like, even though like maybe something external didn't happen, like I got the promotion, I started the business, I, you know, whatever, like there's just a shift that happens internally with people after doing this work where it's like, you know, I just feel differently. Like, you know, nothing in my life has maybe changed yet, but I already feel like it has, or I already, I'm just sure that it's coming. Like, I feel like I remember a client who was, um, she wanted to work on weight loss, you know, even though like it had only been like two weeks, she was like, you know, obviously you can only physically lose so much weight in two weeks. She was like, you know, I just feel different. Like I know that it's going to happen. Whereas like before, and I think where a lot of people like sabotage their success or, you know, just give in to failure is because like they don't believe it's possible. So they just stop. Whereas like, you know, once you get that like internal shift, that like new confidence boost in yourself, it's like, you know, nothing's going to stop me. Like, even if I don't achieve X, Y, or Z next week, like I know it's coming for me. I know that I deserve it. And like, I am different. And so it doesn't even matter anymore. Sometimes the external goal. I've been, I've been sitting here wondering, um, just from like personal experience right now, there's a lot of people that seem to be going through like grief and loss and things that are all associated with COVID and like all the horrible things that we've all had to endure during COVID time. Like, do you think that, um, this works for something as difficult as like grief which is so cyclical and so unique for each person like have you had experiences with that or success stories with people who are going through grief or loss yeah um I mean not specifically it's just not something that I've really encountered but I think with like at the grief specifically um but I feel like it's not like, obviously we're not going to get rid of the grief. We're not going to get rid of the loss. Like that's just the reality of it. But your ability to cope with it is what you can change, right? Like your ability to like just move forward, right? And not have it be like a debilitating amount of grief. Yeah. Like strengthening yeah. that kind of mental muscle. Um Yeah. Exactly. I mean, just like with 
anxiety, like, for example, like, I know they're not the same thing, but like, to kind of compare it, like, you know, we all have stress and anxiety, but there's, you know, some people who it literally stops them from doing things in their day versus like, you know, okay, I feel it, but I'm still, you know, functioning, moving forward, finding the strength in myself, you know, to move forward. And that just comes from that mental strength. And again, that control of your thoughts, which is like what this work can really just help you with. So, and I think another like real result that comes out of this work is just awareness of your thoughts, right? Like people don't realize like that's something clients will come to me afterwards and say like, you know, I'm just so much more aware. Like now one client, for example, um, you know, he used to go through these like spirals. Like if something happened at work, you know, it would just like negative maybe at work, you know, it would just spiral into a negative spiral of like, oh, they hate me here. I'm not good enough. I'm going to be fired. Da, 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 versus like, you know, now he's just able to like, okay, I caught it. This is it. This is what happened. It's not even about me and I can move forward now kind of thing. So just bringing like awareness to your thoughts, I feel like is a big benefit of doing this work because then you're able to catch yourself before you go into these negatives and virals or you let this emotion take over you or you let what that person said, you know, control the rest of your mood for the rest of the day, right? You're just able to stop and you're more like just conscious and aware of like the thoughts going on in your mind, which is sounds really simple, like pay attention to my thoughts, but it's so powerful when you're actually aware to like in those moments of like anger or sadness or, you know, whatever it is to like catch it and be like, okay, this is how I choose to respond. Just my overarching question. I I know you're on social media and I think it's really cool. So I'd love to know more about like your plans and your journey to bring this to the mainstream world. If you want to tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, just talking about it more. I feel like when I first started this, I almost had these thoughts of like, well, should I call it something else? Like, should I call myself like a confidence coach? <laughs> you know, something a little more safe that people will like be willing to. And I was like, no, like it's hypnotherapy. Like that's what I'm going to do at the end of the day. Why am I going to like hide it? Or like, you know, sometimes people will ask me to like be part of an event and they'll be like, okay, but can you just call it like a meditation? I don't want people to think they're being hypnotized. Oh. And it's like, well, they are being hypnotized and that's totally fine <laughs> so I just feel like even just things like this like just talking about it on podcasts social media just spreading the word um you know I feel like my clients are oh like a great advocate like they all they'll always like refer clients and just tell other people about like how hypnosis is totally normal <laughs> just getting the word out there. I mean, obviously hoping to do more like speaking gigs, like when real life in-person events are normal again. Um, yeah, just, just continue talking about it. Like I already feel like even through this conversation, like you guys started out with like, okay, well I have no idea. And now you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So like, you know, I just, just one by one. <laughs> One by one, debunking the myths and and spreading the good word. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's are there cool. any um, Are there any um, leaders in this industry that you look up to? Who who is kind of like leading this revolution, and who can we kind of look out for? Yeah, so Marissa Peer, I feel like I really love. She's kind of become a 
a lot more famous in the um, past few years. She's a part of Mind Valley. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Mind Valley. It's just like a it's like a whole program of like coaches of like on on all sorts of things. Um, um, but she calls it so she's an example where like she kind of give hypnosis a little of her own like rebranded spin. She calls it RTT, like rapid transformational therapy. But essentially, like the biggest thing she uses is hypnosis. Um, but you know, you when you rebrand it, calling it rapid transformational therapy or rapid therapy, people are like, Yeah, I want rapid therapy. That's essentially like hypnosis is rapid therapy. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's a really good one that I love. Um yeah, she kind of I feel like she's the most mainstream like hypnotherapist that I've seen that like I really resonate and love everything she's putting out there. So yeah, are there any like you said, mainstream. Is there anyone like not so mainstream that we might like venture and look at? Um, I mean, hypno. Honestly, yeah, hypnotherapists. I feel like even in my own space, I feel like a lot of hypnotherapists use like weird gimmicks and weird things. So, like, I'm like, why? Why do we have to make this weird? Like, why can't it just be normal? So, <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> But even like Joe Dispenza, I feel like him too, actually, I didn't even know this for a long time, but he started out doing hypnosis with people and now his work is just like, it, it's like a combination of all sorts of things, but yeah, he's really cool in the work he's doing too. So yeah, I'd say Joe Dispenza and Marissa Pierre are some cool ones to check out. Is there anything like along that line that people who are learning should be aware of or wary of or like have caution to when they're reading or trying to find a hypnotherapist like words of caution um no I mean I think you know when something is off I mean obviously when you're working with someone a traditional therapist hypnotherapist anyone like you want to make sure you have like not even rapport because a lot of people don't know me before (laughs) but like you know, feel like you resonate with them or feel like, you know, there's like that connection. I don't yeah, know. Like, no, that's not even the word. What's the word I'm looking yeah, for? Yeah, like what you like... were saying with. Oh, I don't have the word, but I, I like what you were saying with like trying to find a traditional therapist. It's it's very similar process, I imagine. You yeah. just kind of like basically like date around until you find who you like and then you yeah. kind of continue there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think with any um, like typically with therapists or like myself like they offer free consultations so you know take someone up on that and make sure it's a good fit for sure first before you commit to anything like I know with my clients I want them to be like totally comfortable like you know maybe I'm not the person for you and that's totally fine so let's like just figure this out before we (laughs) get started on anything Um, before we wrap up, can you give our listeners any sort of resources you think are beneficial for them? Um, if there's a good place to start learning about hypnotherapy, if there's a good place to find a hypnotherapist or um, any sort of YouTube videos, any sort of resources you think would be beneficial? Wow. Um, I don't know. For hypnotherapy specifically, I mean, well, me. <laughs> Check out my Instagram. I like to put out a lot of I love that. Too. Like, <laughs> debunking myths and stuff and I like you know just make it digestible and like normal um you know fun Instagram reels learn about hypnotherapy um yeah Marissa Pierre I feel like is a really good one 
Um, she's got a ton of YouTube videos. Um, yeah, and a ton of uh, like sort of meditations and hypnosis recordings you could listen to too. I also have a few couple free ones on my website that you could download for like anxiety um, or confidence as well. Um, yeah, check those out. Yeah, we'll definitely link all of that information in the show notes. Um, so Elisa, after this call, if you just want to send any sort of links you want to promote to us, uh, we'll put For those sure. down in the notes. For sure. Yeah, I will. Yeah. So Elisa, uh, what we like to do with our guests before we end the episode is have them uh, just kind of give us a, a thought to, to walk away with or a feeling to walk away with. So we just like to give that to our guests. So if you want to give that to our audience and then let us know where to find you, how to stay updated and continue to follow your journey. Ooh, one piece. Your thoughts are um, extremely powerful and your daily thoughts basically create your reality. Um you know, what you think you deserve, what you think is real, like it will prove itself always. Like what you focus on expands. So just choosing your thoughts more consciously. And I guess a simple way to do that is just by like practicing getting quiet more often. So whether that's meditation, hypnosis, whatever it is, like that's just where you start to bring that awareness. You know, we're so busy all the time with like a million things to do, a million places to go, a million thoughts to think. And that's why like we never have these chances to just like find that quiet um, in your mind and just give your mind that break and like almost practice like that mental hygiene right like you would never leave the house without brushing your teeth when was the last time you like meditated <laughs> like practice some mental hygiene for your brain by just giving yourself like a mental space to like just stop and breathe even if if that's all it is if like meditating is weird or not normal for you even just like stopping to take like five deep breaths throughout your day um, is a great way to just start practicing that like mental hygiene. It's perfect. No, that's a great thought to leave people with. And I think really practical. Um, so if people want to connect with you, where can they find more info about you? Yeah. So I post mostly on Instagram. Uh, it's just Alisa Reali. Um, yeah. And then my website is alisareali.com. Um, like I said, I've got a few free downloads you can try out there. Um, or if you wanted to learn more, you could always book a free consultation. Um, ask any questions, see if this is right for you. Um, see if this could work for you. Um, yeah, I would love to chat more. So exciting. Thank you so much. I, I'm like, I want to book a session. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, Elisa, for being here. I've learned Thank so much. Um, as I said at the start of this episode, I knew very little of hypnotherapy. So <laughs> now I'm feeling warmed up to the idea and super appreciate that like mini session. Um, I think hopefully our audience will get really good use out of that as well. Um, but yeah, what a joy. Thank you, Elisa. Thank yeah. you, guys. Pleasure talking with you. Um, really excited for what's to come for you. And I hope that this helps, you know, bring hypnotherapy to the forefront of like the mainstream ideals really excited to see where it goes thanks guys me too